Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. The need to motivate yourself when everything could be against you. That's the thing that excites me. And at the same time, it's the hardest thing. My name is Spree Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, my name is Holly Jean Jackson. I'm a business coach and consultant at Holly Jean Jackson, LLC. I work with visionaries just like you so they can build or scale their businesses and teams and have even more impact in the world. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year now. I love this podcast because there's such a diversity of ideas, individuals, and a lot of fun too. Esprit is such an amazing host who asks the tough questions, gets to the heart of every story, and finds the most inspiring and transformational leaders in the field. To connect with me, you can visit my website at www.hollyjeanjackson.com or email me at holly at hollyjeanjackson.com. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. Okay, so it seems like the whole world is podcasting. <laughs> like podcasting is legit like the new blog now, which is wild because I've been podcasting, I guess technically since 2013 because that's when I first started producing the We Are LA Tech podcast and I've produced several podcasts since, but this is just like wild. Like, I mean, everybody wants to start a podcast. And so- a lot of people ask me, like, is it too late to start a podcast or all the questions? And really, first of all, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I would not start a podcast for capitalistic reasons at all. I would not start a podcast as a lead generation machine. I would not start a podcast because you think it's just like really easy and you could do it in two seconds. I would start a podcast because you feel like for me, podcasting is like painting audio. It's an art form. It's meaningful. It's a tool that I use for connection, for a meaningful communication. And so to start a podcast for any other reason other than like an expression of your authentic, you know, vulnerability and art and creativity, like I wouldn't start a podcast for any other reason other than like this is the paintbrush that you want to use, you know? 
So just think about that when you're creating. My friend Gavin says every single marketing channel works, like from billboards to direct mail to you know, paid advertising campaigns to social media, everything works, but everything takes time. And so you just want to choose to express yourself on the platforms that you feel are most in alignment with you and really be great at those. But don't just start something because everyone else is, you know what I mean? Anyway, if you have any questions about podcasting, I'm super happy to answer them. Reach out on social media at Esprit Devora on all the socials and enjoy the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am here in Lithuania doing a special remote interview with an incredible tech founder who is right now based in Moscow, Russia. She has her co-founder sitting next to her. Now, if you haven't listened to that last episode, you would have heard Anna, who is in Russia, who does not speak English yet, and Olga translating for her. It was our very first episode where we could celebrate a woman in tech, no matter what the language may be. So there was no language barrier for us. It was really, really exciting. And today we get to celebrate Olga. Hello. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Oh my God, thank you so much for making the time. And everybody listening, remember this is a remote interview and I'm in a room with not exactly the right like setup for this. So please excuse any kind of air sound. We're gonna do our best that we can to produce it as best as possible. But I think what's important is that we get to celebrate these two stories of these wonderful, wonderful women in tech. Olga, I'm so excited to share your story. Why don't we get started with, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Olga. I'm a co-founder of LoveTunes, and uh, that's my first business. Um, before that, I've been working in IT sales for like five, six years. So I'm a sales manager and business consulting for big data solutions. And I met Anna at my previous workplace. Your co-founder, and yeah. My co-founder, yes. And first it was a small business, and then it grew out of surprise, to be honest. And we created our jobs. And right now, that's our main thing we do, it's our company. Is that pretty extraordinary in Moscow and in Russia or is being an entrepreneur socially accepted? Well, I would say that it's not that socially accepted as it is in USA, for example. Moreover, it's like people could get concerned. You know, when I first told my father that I became an entrepreneur, the first thing he told me is like, oh my God, did you take many loans in banks? How are you going to do this? And etc. So people aren't very aware of venture, of IT startups. There are projects that work on increasing awareness on this, but because of many years of uh, Soviet time where we had this planned economy, we're still like trying to do business. We're still learning how to do and to create the spirit of entrepreneurship. And you think that both you and Anna are living off of this company full-time right now. What is the success of the company? How many customers do you have? How do you guys get paid? How does LoveTunes work? And tell us everything about LoveTunes. So we have two different projects right now. First, we started in Russia. Then we grew to other four CIS countries. Right now, we have Can you seven... explain what CIS countries is? CIS countries is countries of ex-Soviet Union. It's Romania, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan. So we also are present our business there. And right now, we have seven 
thousand clients, and we are one year old. And this year we are entering English speaking market, US, Canada, and UK. Our website is launched, and we're starting Christmas campaigns. So yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> and it's love tune. So that's L O V E dash T O O N S dot com for you guys to check it out. 7,000 customers is insane. Like everybody wishes that they could even have 100 customers. How did you get to 7,000 and in only a year? Well, first of all, we have pretty good word of mouth effect because when you create such a cute gift and you give it to a significant other, it usually, you know, people like to post the pictures and videos of such gifts online. They like to share these emotions because it's a really extraordinary gift. Also, we have e-versions of the book. Right now we have a worldwide delivery, but it was not the case before that. And very often uh, such book can be shown on big screen on wedding day, for example. And many, many people see that and they also want to like give something special for their partner afterwards. So that's how we kind of spread, you know, that's easy for us to find new clients. But also we are collaborating with influencers a lot and we see that that's a very good channel for us. What's your approach to collaborating with influencers? I know sometimes influencers are very resistant on who they choose to work with or even responding to messaging in the first place. How have you successfully been able to form those relationships so influencers want to work with you? Well, there are cases when influencers uh, contact us and because they just see our advertising on targeted ads and they come to us, it's usually small influencers and they come to us and they offer like barter. But if we're talking about big influencers, well, I don't know. We just like have really cute idea. And of course, none of them answer and none of them want to cooperate. But because influencers also want to surprise their audience with something cute every time, you know, not just to make advertising of mass market gifts that everyone knows about and that people understand that this is an advertising because we are so personalized. We usually ask influencers to create a real story of their relationship with their partner. So their subscribers actually understand that that's their story. They know the details, they know how they match and et cetera. So they really kind of see that that's where influence, you know, invested its time and its love. It's you and Anna running this company, right? The two of you are, are there any other founders? There are no other founders. We have another investor. We have a small business angel investor. Wow, uh, congratulations. How yeah, much money did you. you raise? Are you allowed to say? Well, it's less than 50K dollars. Yeah. But I it love, was one year ago, yeah. I love how like hesitant you were in saying that as though that's not a crazy big amount of money. No, it's, it's not a crazy big amount of money, but that's... It, it, no, of, it is yeah. a crazy big amount uh, yeah, of it, money. It's yeah, a yeah. lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot. It's like, that's a lot of money. I think we get caught up in the tech world, like with the million dollars and all this, that all of a sudden $50,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money, but it's <laughs> people don't even make that much in a year. Like when they're working a job, like as a salary, that's a lot of money. Congratulations. And I'm sure not easy to do from like Moscow, Russia, where like the economics and the philosophies of being a founder and, and an entrepreneur are so different. What is your role in the company? And then what is Anna's role in the company? How do you complement one another? 
Well, we do everything we can <laughs> together, but of course there are some distribution of things we do because I speak English. So I'm more about like entering new markets and finding partners there and collaboration. And because of my previous experience, I worked for a long time in online e-com retailer. I'm more responsible for marketing activities. While Anna, she's responsible for design, for UX, for managing IT development. That's basically how we share our responsibilities. And Olga, have you been on a podcast before? No, no, no. This is your for giving a high five. Thank you. That's Hopefully it's really the first many to come. It's so exciting. I hope so. I think you. you're an inspiration to your local community and to all everybody listening right now around the world. So what would you say has been the most exciting thing about being an entrepreneur? I very often compare creation of a business with creation of a baby <laughs> because totally yeah. nothing existed before. And just because you and your team decided to create it instead of all the obstacles that you met, something appear and like people start to talk about you they start to approach you you will like for a second will do nothing for it it has its own like it's like an organism it starts to exist and develop itself you know that's a very exciting thing for me the most exciting thing and what would you say has been one of the hardest things the need to motivate yourself when everything could be against you that's the thing that excites me. And at the same time, it's the hardest thing because very often the business reflects the personality of the founder, like very, very often. And no one, when, like, when you think of the business, you think of business model, you think of like business plan, you calculate things, but you never uh, think of how would you by yourself overcome all the boundaries, all the obstacles. Will you have enough guts to every day, like wake up and start from the scratch and overcome such things. That's one of the most uh, hardest thing. At the same time, it's one of the most exciting thing. It actually helps you with your inner growth a lot. So you were saying that you want to expand past the post-Soviet regions into America and other places. What is your strategic plan to do so? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. So you were saying that you want to expand past the post-Soviet regions into America and other places. What is your strategic plan to do so? Well, we localized our comic books. We found um, like advisors, uh, native speakers who would look at what we have here because our main topic is romantic topic. And of course, like in terms of like gender equality, Russia is kind of behind is still behind uh, uh, comparing to UK and US. So we really did our best to kind of reflect all the gender equality, all like feministic things, because you can create a book not only for your partner, but just for a friend, for a relative, for a parent, for a child. And we included so many like stories that could reflect the specifics of the society where we right. enter in the market. 
We also want to localize and add stories about the cities, like a typical New Yorker thing, Los Angeles things, and etc. But in terms of the, the strategic vision, well, we are now starting tests. We are working with Christmas campaigns because that's the main channel for us in Russia, and we count a lot on on that. It works. We will also go to wedding agency. That's a good channel that works for us in Russia, as I said, because it's a cute gift for wedding and it can make a wedding more like touching. And then influencers. So we will go step by step. We'll see how it works. Can you give us a visual walkthrough of what it's like to interact with love tunes? Yeah, um, sure. What do people see? How does it work? Yeah, give us of visually course. so yeah. people listening, because this is only auditory. Uh, yeah, can really, of course. Yeah, picture it. So our website is very easy. And to be honest, out of feedbacks that we get from our clients, the part of creating your love tune, it's one of the funnest parts, actually. It works like a therapy, like a couple therapy, because you have to think about all the reasons why you love your person. You're remembering all the like little cute things that you like about him. You remember how you met and etc. So how it works, you enter the website, you press create your comic book, then you decide for whom you want to create it. Again, for a partner, for a relative, for a child, for a friend, for a couple of friends. And then you create a digital avatar of that person like in Sims games, you can choose the skin color, the hair, nose, all these little details about this person. So you create your avatar and then you see many, many, many different illustrations with you and your friend, partner to whom you create such book. You can add them to the book. You can edit all the texts. There are images there, there are appreciations of love, there are very touching inspirations of love, like texts. And then you choose the order, choose the cover, and that's it. It usually takes like from 10 to 20 minutes to create a book. So I'm single. Can I do this with like me and a best friend and make it for... Yes, you can. Yeah? So it could be just like you can create it for yourself. Yeah, you can create it for yourself. Why you're so amazing and why you're so proud of yourself. To be honest, like parents <laughs> very you. often uh, do such things for their teenagers. For example, for such big events when he graduated in a school, for example, and they include all the details why they are proud of him during this particular year. I love it. I love it. Wait, Olga, what's the best advice that you've gotten? Do you think? Well, in terms of business, is that you have to test everything before you, you know, invest all your money and all the strength and all your like interest into a particular idea. And that you, no matter how strongly you love the idea, you should give a customer the right to decide where they love it or not. Because that's a problem of many, many founders that they start to get in love with idea and well, it just does not fit the market. So in our project, we have such approach that we never start to fantasize about the idea so much before we test it. And give us an example. I love that. I love, love, love that. Uh, I always say that you can't know the right or wrong answer. You could only test and find out what the answer is. Can you give us an example of one test that you did, um, whether it had positive or negative outcome, but just an example of what a test looks like? Yeah, sure. So when we just started, we thought that the book should be as personalized as possible and that 
people would love to add all the little details and uh, create many, many pages. But as long as we work, we see that people require some personalization, but they also want to make it quick. And we analyze all the texts and all the books uh, that we have. And we see that even though people demand personalization, they don't really use it. Mm. So a lot of people use uh, presets. And uh, what we did, we cut the minimum number of pages that is required for a book twice. First of all, it was like uh, 40 pages, and then we cut it to 20. And our conversion rate just rocketed after that. So we saw that even though people say that they want a super personalized book, well, in reality, it's not. And we've been thinking of creating a tool that will allow them to create such book even in minutes, in like up to three minutes. We think that it will be more demanded even than right now because people do not have enough time for this. They want to give something very special, but we live in a really like, you know, fast life. Yeah. And they just don't have enough time to express all the feelings that we have. So we have to offer them a tool that can help them do this very quick. I love that. Anna is sitting next to you right now. Um, we featured her on the last episode. She doesn't speak English. I'd like for you to ask Anna, how would she describe you in one word? Me? Yeah. Well, she would say unstoppable. I love that. Unstoppable. You go, girl. Another high five. Thank you. Thank you. I love the celebration of spirit. I love the drive. I love how smart you guys are. I just, this has just been so incredible. Is there anything that you wanted to share more before we begin to wrap up? Well, we just really hope that American customers will appreciate our service and that we will help people in such fast life where we all are connected with each other online to find a moment and say something important to the people they love. And we hope to find our customers and our success in that market. That's fantastic. And where can people find you online? How can people reach out to you? Uh, Facebook. Facebook is one of the most popular channels. So I would say Facebook, Olga Zueva. You and can I'll find spell me there. It. It's O L G A Z U E V A. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate Yay. with more incredible women in tech around the world. Remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hi, this is Olga Zueva, the co-founder of LoveTunes, the company that creates personalized comic books about love. I'm based in Moscow, Russia, and you're listening to Women in Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We are L.A. Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world 
blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you. And I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.